What is going on, ladies, gentlemen, listeners of the Didn't Ask Podcast? Welcome back to another episode. Episode 67 of this right here podcast, the Didn't Ask Podcast. How is everybody doing? I hope everybody's feeling fine, feeling dandy. Hope you're doing good. Hope you had a good weekend. I did have a good weekend. It was a very busy weekend, but I did some fun things. So on Saturday, I went to the hospital very early because there was like this meeting of patients that have bowel diseases and stuff, a whole thing. They were giving some more information about new medication, about possible treatments and stuff like that. It was pretty interesting, even though half of the fucking stuff wasn't really applicable to me, sadly. But I did learn some very interesting things about possible surgeries and stuff like that. So I will definitely be informing at the hospital when I'm going back next month about if it's possible for me to get one of these early stage surgeries. Like, I know that it's a bit scary that it's in development. It's like a weird study that they're doing but i really think that it could be very cool and hopefully i will get the benefits of it and again we're helping science in a little bit you know what i mean we're helping science so for science we do so after that i went straight to the cinema because i had to see light year in cinemas as quickly as i could and man i actually thought it was a really fun movie like before the movie i saw some reviews sliding by i didn't read any reviews deeply but i saw some headlines and people were pretty much shitting on the movie saying that it wasn't isn't necessary and you name it and i i I think that they did very well with the idea that they had and i think that it is a fun movie is it necessary no but like you i feel like you can make that point about any movie is it necessarily to make a new top gun no is the new top gun maverick fucking fantastic yes it's an absolutely fantastic movie, even though people seem to be starting to hate on it now for some sort of fucking bullshit reason, because uh, it's uh, propaganda for fucking war and whatever. And I'm just like, here, ladies and gentlemen, we're just watching a movie to enjoy ourselves. Who cares if it's a propaganda about fucking war and whatever? Like, they're fucking, especially in the United States, where most of these things are coming from these reports are coming from you motherfuckers cannot even go a day without having to mention any form of fucking war instrument like i watch ufc and ufc is it is sponsored by certain sponsors but then those aren't really applicable here across the pond so i see what i watch ufc and then we legitimately have matches that are brought to you by the u.s marines this this match is brought to you by fucking the army and i'm just like what the fu- why the fuck is everything that has to be brought to you by the army makes no sense oh well moving on on sunday we had of course father's day so i went and uh, saw my grandparents from my mom's side and I had to spend the morning there celebrating my granddad. And then went to my other grandparents on my dad's side um, to celebrate Father's Day over there. And then my dad came there and it was pretty fun. Had some good food because that's the one thing my grandparents on my father's side can do very well. They can cook like a maniac. And I eat all the shit they're making. Even though I'm a very picky eater. 
So yeah, it's a it's it's a very interesting thing. And then then I had to go home very quickly because normally I always chill there, you know, drink a cup of tea, you name it. But now I had to sadly run home very early because it was Formula One with the Grand Prix of Canada. And fuck me, I had such bad luck with the public transit. I'm a very big proponent of public transit. I really like it. It just gives me time to relax, even though sometimes it's a bit stressful, especially when the buses are full. But yeah, it gives me time to relax and then just think about something else, play some games, listen to some podcasts, music, you name it. So I went to the bus stop at my grandparents and then looked and then I didn't see a bus and it was supposed to be coming in like a minute or something like that. And you can see like the length of the street so you can see the previous one and I didn't see it there either. So I looked at my phone and then saw that the bus was like five minutes early so I had missed it by like a minute or two. So quickly ran to another bus stop so I could get to the central station in Amsterdam so I could get the bus home in time because the race was starting at 8 and I left my grandparents at like 6.40 or something like that so I would be home at like 7.30. So I had enough time to change, you know, get into some comfy clothing, set up the stream and be ready to go when the the lights go off. So I ran to the next bus stop. The bus was delayed a little bit, but then it came back and luckily it came on time. And then I rushed to then, I mean, I was like very, very annoyed by everybody that pressed the stop button that we had to get out of the next stop and stuff like that. Did my best to stay calm. I looked at my time, looked at the the time in the bus, how much it was going to take. I was like, okay, if everything goes according to plan, I should have like two minutes left. So I was like, okay, if we're there, I'm going to just check out and immediately run to the bus stop. Luckily, the bus stopped legitimately right at the bus stop that I had to be. So that was very easy. But then the bus didn't show up and I was just fucking pissed about that shit. Like, I was doing my best to get home as quickly as possible and to make it in time because my mom loves watching Formula One with me as well. And she doesn't really have a very good understanding about how tech works. So it's very hard for her to set up a stream like that. So I had to rush home and then the bus didn't show up. So then I had to wait half an hour and then was legitimately home at like a minute before eight So I legitimately ran from the bus stop home and then set up everything as quickly as possible so that we at least could see the start of the race. And I was like, after that, I can just chill out a little bit. Because that's mostly what what Formula One is like. You want to see the first five rounds and then maybe you want to see like something in the middle and then the end, you know, 10 rounds or something like that. That's mostly the most interesting things happen in the first couple of rounds and then there are some overtakes in the midfield and sometimes some person just you know slides off the track and stuff like that in the middle of the race but nine out of ten times it's not that bad but this time we we had some some fun things we have yuki shinoda who crashed into a wall coming out of the pit lane because he his tires weren't warm enough and then he just slid off the track we had of course sergio perez sadly losing his engine or I, I am, I've still not looked up what the actual issue was. So I will do this after this. But yeah, he had like an engine failure or like a, like a gearbox break or something like that. So he couldn't drive further anymore, which sucked. We had Mick Schumacher 
who also fell out. And, you know, there, there were some things happening. And uh, it was a very cool race overall. We had, of course, Leclerc coming from all the way at the back because he had changed his whole engine setup. And that means that you're going to get you're going to get penalties and stuff like that when you do too many of those. So he had to start all the way at the back and then he worked his way forward while his teammate was battling for first place with Max. And especially the final, I don't know what it was, like 10 to 15 rounds were very, very intense where Sainz was getting closer and closer and closer and then Max was holding him off and then making no mistakes. Like Max Verstappen is such a good driver in Formula One. He just keeps going and going and going. He he won the race. Very happy he did. It's very good for standings. Sadly, f- of course, for Perez to get zero points this race because that would have helped in the constructor standings. But I feel like they're still very clear in the constructor standings. I think that they're like, I don't know, it's like 90 points ahead, something like that. It's It's like by a huge margin. So uh, that was my weekend. That was all the sports and stuff I did this weekend. But this is not a sports podcast. It is not a podcast about me, per se. It's about the Ask Reddit and Am I the Asshole questions that people ask the world of Reddit. So let's jump into the first question coming from the Ask Reddit subreddit for today. Coming from user Remy Leboy 0 And they ask, non-Americans, what is the best American food? There are so many American foods out there. Like our culture, Western culture, is very much influenced by everything that the Americans have done after the war, uh, the Second World War to be precise. They helped us out. They gave us chocolate. They gave us McDonald's. You name it. So many good things. But the thing that I love the most about American foods is just the pancakes. The pancakes are so much fun. You can do so many cool things with that. When I went to the U.S. a couple of years ago, at this point, many years ago, we went to IHOP, of course, and they had red velvet pancakes. And oh my God, those were so fucking good. They were red velvet. They had like the more creamy sauce over them. Man, I'm salivating just thinking about it. It was so good that I wanted to get it more and more. And that's a really bad idea when you have like gut issues like I do. Back then I didn't, luckily. And then three years ago when I went to Canada, and I bring this up constantly, I'm so sorry. When I went to Canada, I went to a Denny's and they had the three latte pancakes, which were fantastic too, because they were like milk pancakes with vanilla ice cream, whipped cream, and then like a vanilla sauce with cinnamon, I believe as well. Oh my God, those were so good, man. Things like that are just, it's so sad that we don't have like IHOP here in the Netherlands or a Denny's to get those typical American pancakes. Because we, we have pancakes from like the Netherlands, our pancakes, which are more comparable to like crepes in France. They're like very thin pancakes that they're bigger, they're cool. But yeah, they, they, they don't hit the same. So going back to your question, Remy Leboy 0 non-Americans, what's the best American food? And I would say pancakes are so good. You can do so many things with them. I make them myself sometimes, thanks to the recipe of Freddie Pins Jr., who has an amazing cookbook with some great recipes. I like the pancakes. I would definitely recommend you get that book and then make the Parker Posse pancakes because they're fantastic. 
but just having the ability to go to a Denny's or an IHOP and then getting pancakes over there that have different flavors, the different sizes and different thickness and I, you name it. It's fantastic. I wish we had an IHOP or a Denny's over here. But thank you for your question, Remy Leboy 0 Moving on to the second question coming from the Ask Reddit subreddit for today. Asked by user PM underscore me underscore your underscore huge tits. Thanks for that fucking username, you fucking moron. What don't you find attractive that society says you should? And I saw this question and I kind of was just like thinking, what do I not find attractive that we should? But then I started thinking about the, 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 the beauty ideals Stuff like that. So somebody has a beauty mark and stuff like that. But then I think about the gap between the tooth, and that is a sign of beauty or something like that. Whatever you want to want to call it. And I, I don't think it is. I absolutely hate it. I have my, one myself. That is just me because okay. So I had braces when I was a kid. There's like a, a, a rod behind my teeth that should keep my teeth in perfect uh, shape. But yeah, it, it, it's not. <laughs> so it created like this gap between my teeth because apparently my tongue is too big or something like that. That's what they said to me. Fucking stupid. I don't know what the fuck that means. But yeah, so uh, I have that and I fucking hate it. I see people on TV like in, in ads and stuff like that that have the gap between the tooth. And I'm just like, Get braces. What the fuck? Why, why are we thinking that this is a beauty ideal? It makes no sense. Why, why the fuck do we have this? So, yeah, no. They keep saying that that, that should be something that is attractive, but I personally don't think it is. So I would say, yeah, no, uh, get rid of that. I'm slightly looking at the comments right here, and somebody says something that's very poignant. I'm becoming my father. I hope you don't. Um, these They said... Based on what I've seen in Miami, lip injections, apparently. Looks horrendous, and yes, we can tell. I am also not really a big fan of lip injections as well. I think that you can do it well enough, especially when some some people have very thin lips. So I can understand that you want to get a little bit more volume in your, your upper lip or something like that to get a little bit more of a shape into your lips. But overall, I feel like, yeah... Most of these people that are doing this are taking it way too far. And then when the injections wear off after a while, because they do, it looks very like you have deflated lips and that's not really what you want, I'm assuming. So going to your question, PM underscore me underscore your underscore huge tits. What don't you find attractive that society says you should? And again, I would say... The gap between the teeth, while it is being called like a beauty ideal or whatever the fuck, I don't really think it is. I think it's stupid. I Again, I have one myself and I really need to get that checked out because it sucks. And then, like the person said, I'm becoming my father, said lip injections. I don't necessarily think that society says that you should like it. But yeah, I, there, we are getting up to the point where people are just getting them constantly, lip injections, while not necessarily. So yeah, I think that we may need to call a stop to that. Just slow down with the lip injections, please. Thank you for your question. I'm not going to name your name again. Moving on to the third question of today, coming from user Ebo8000. 
and they ask, what is your most controversial take on Star Wars? As a big Star Wars fan, and a person who tries to watch all of the things even though I skipped the Clone Wars and with that the Bad Batch, because the Clone Wars is so much stuff that you need to watch and I don't really have time for that, so I tried to be like, you know, I'm gonna just skip the Bad Batch as well, because those are inherently connected to Clone Wars. And I need to say that Star Wars overall isn't very good. I think that it is very enjoyable and I enjoy watching Star Wars, but overall I don't think that the product itself is very good. I think that many, as a fan, you have a very much of a love-hate relationship with this franchise where we say, hey, this is cool and all, but they did this wrong or they need to do this better. And I think that as a fandom, you get to that point very quickly. But still, I think that Star Wars fans are some of the most pissed off people because we are not very used to like diversity in the sense that when you're talking about like Marvel or DZ is that they have a very long history with the franchises diverting from like the quote unquote original timeline where you have, oh, in this comic book, Batman has the powers of Superman. And in this book, fucking Harley Quinn is in love with Batman. And in this one, you know what I mean? There are so many variations of these characters that when a new movie or TV show comes out that does something different, people don't really look up weirdly at it. But with Star Wars, we have not gotten to that point yet. So everything that is slightly off the beaten path is immediately going to become something that's bad or wrong. And we're seeing that with Obi-Wan Kenobi now, the TV show, where people are saying that it is breaking canon and stuff like that. Well, while it kind of is, it also kind of isn't. And this is what really what's really hard for the series right now is that they have to juggle all these balls where hey, we have the canon and in between we have time and opportunity to fill up the story, but we do have to keep canon. And that is something that they are walking into with Obi-Wan Kenobi right now. And I'm not going to spoil it for people that haven't seen it. So it is very hard to be very objective with that. I mean, you can be objective with that. But yeah, I overall, I think that overall the Star Wars stories themselves aren't very good and I think that we look back on them with very much nostalgia and not necessarily with an quote-unquote objective view in mind but overall I think that yeah I think that it is um, an interesting way to look at things I should say again I don't hate Star Wars I have fucking uh, the Millennium Falcon in Lego and I have action figures and you name it I really like Star Wars but again overall I don't think that it is as good as we think it is. And again, everything that that Star Wars is doing, it can be, you can have an opinion about it in any way, shape or form. But again, we, and this is something that I'm, I'm seeing here as well, posted by Rocha Rocks. And they said, for a show that explores the fucking universe, so much bullshit happens in goddamn Tatooine. And that is really a very good point. Because that is, an issue that many people have and they kind of diverged from that by saying that this was the Skywalker saga from you know episode one to episode nine is the Skywalker saga and therefore 
everybody is intrinsically connected to Tatooine in some way, shape, or form. And with Obi-Wan, we are kind of exploring that as well. But yeah, I feel like that's one of the points that people make is that, hey, we have been doing Star Wars for such a long time and we are still very much going from Tatooine to Alderaan to Mos Eisley to... Mos Eisley is uh, Tatooine, of course. But like, yeah, we're going from one planet to another and then coming back to the one planet. And for a franchise that has light speed traveling and you name it, we are visiting very little planets. So yeah, I, I, I can agree with that as well. But yeah, going back to the question as by user Ebo8000, what's your most controversial take on Star Wars? Personally, I think that Star Wars, the stories themselves overall aren't really that good. But there are many things that make the series enjoyable, the franchise enjoyable. I'm a big fan of the books. There are so many fun books that are really good that explore different parts of the greater universe like Dark Disciple, like Master and Apprentice, which is more linked to Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn. So it still is very much Tatooine-based, so to speak. There is The Force Collector, which is more like a young adults like teens book but i really like it because it is about a young force user that uses his powers and learns about his powers by traveling to certain points in the star wars universe and then by touching materials and stuff that jedi have touched he can basically see their memories and it's really fucking cool to think about so yeah that that would be my opinion for your question ebu 8000 Thank you for your question. Moving on to the fourth question of the Ask Reddit subreddit for today. Coming from user Nicolette underscore Anne. What TV show are you watching? I mentioned this on every podcast. Is that you can go to track.tv. Link will be in the description. Where you can see all the shows that I'm watching. Sometimes while I'm watching them. And I will go there right now. To show what I am watching. Or at least to tell you what I'm watching. So like I've been watching a lot of stuff. I constantly watch a lot of stuff. I'm currently watching Physical and I really am liking Physical. It's such an interesting show. It is very much not a show that I normally would watch. So that's why I'm really enjoying it that much. I'm also of course enjoying my drip feed of Below Deck because I'm living life right now where we have Below Deck Sailing Yacht going on while we also have Below Deck Down Under at the same time. So I'm twice a week now, I'm enjoying my myself with Below Deck. Other than those two, I watch Dynasty, even though they're on break right now for a little bit. Um, I watch Superman and Lois, which Superman and Lois is such a f- interesting, fun TV show because... We, of course, had Supergirl, which was very popular and very a very cool take on what what Superman can be and what Supergirl can be. Because, of course, in Supergirl, especially like season five and six, I believe that was, it's very much about identity and about racism and stuff like that. And I really liked their take on it. And I thought that that was very interesting. Superman and Lois is doing it completely different because they're going more into the what does my secret mean for other people which is also very cool and that is something that we haven't really explored that much with the superhero shows so i'm very interested in seeing how that story wraps up 
So yeah, going back to your question, Nicole underscore and what TV show are you watching? Like I said, I am watching Physical. I really like that show. It's a very interesting take on a very disturbed woman that is trying to find her way to success. So I really like watching that. I am always enjoying myself with Below Deck and especially now that we have two seasons going at once. So that's fantastic. And then I am watching Superman and Lois most recently, even though, and Dynasty, of course, even though both of these shows have been like having breaks and then doing two episodes and then a week break. And then, so that, that's always what deters me from watching these TV shows sometimes, where it's just like, oh man, I want to watch these shows. I want to continue going. And yeah, it, it's, it sometimes it takes the power away from the show itself in my opinion, where we we cannot continue the story in a nice, even manner. And then you kind of forget what happened and then you have to be caught up and then you constantly go back and forth with that. So yeah, those are the things that I'm watching, Nicolette. And thank you for your question. And now going to the final question of the Ask Reddit subreddit for today, asked by user, the flightless penguin. That's a good name. That's a good name. What is the one game you recommend to every single person who will listen i think that there are so many games that you can recommend we can say oh we can go easy and be like oh you can i would recommend mario odyssey to basically everybody it's a fun game the controls are very easy there's exploration there are puzzles there is a little bit of everything there are some more old school parts of the game which you can find somewhere so i think that that is a very good option but selfishly i want games to be impactful to people and with that the only logical answer would be the last of us i would say wait a minute wait a minute if you're if you're going to rush to the store wait a minute because the last bus part one is coming out very soon which is going to be like a completely remade version of the first game they do have some things that are similar i just saw a video made by uh, digital foundry that analyzed the whole thing about what is different, what is the same, and seemingly some animations are the same, but some animations are completely different, and then most environments are very different, and people look different, and it is very exciting to see PlayStation is going back to The Last of Us Part 1 and giving it a a facelift. I don't necessarily want to say it's much needed, because we of course had The Last of Us Remastered for PS4, so that really runs great now on the ps5 but still i think there are so many things that we can improve and mostly the combat so i think that they they will do that definitely for the last of us part one because the combat in last of us part two was so fantastic and even though the last of us is like a hard game i would say that you can make it a lot easier for yourself by just lowering the difficulty which makes the game a little bit more enjoyable even though i don't really think that the last of us should be enjoyable per se but yeah the last of us is one of the games that i would definitely recommend to anybody who would listen another thing that i would like to recommend is until dawn i'm very much basing this all on of course like my enjoyment of the games and they're all playstation exclusive because i play playstation but yeah the Until Dawn is such a fun thing and Supermassive, the creators of Until Dawn, have been doing more games like this, but none of them have hit the same highs as Until Dawn did. And Until Dawn is such a fun experience 
if you don't know what Until Dawn is, Until Dawn is a game about, I think it's like 10 people, something like that, maybe 12, I don't know. But they're like college students. They're going to a cabin in the woods and then realize that, oh, things are going on. There's some creepy things happening. People are gone and we're hearing white noises and lights go out. And it's very much based around similar horror things like Scream and like Friday the 13th and stuff like that. And it's such a fun game because it's not really a game. Of course, it is a game because you play it. But like most of the things that happen with you playing it are just you walking around. And then it's mostly like a decision-based game, which is really fun because you can play it with friends and with family. And then you can be like, oh, what what are we going to do? Are we going to talk to this person? Are we going to talk to that person? Are we going to throw a snowball? Are we not going to throw a snowball? Stuff like that. And it's really fun for anybody you know who wants to get into games for the first time is that that is one of the few games that you can play without having any experience but then still have a great time and then with that there are so many telltale games and that we can rec- that i can recommend to people that don't play games at all because it's very much a similar premise as until dawn so it's it's a game that barely lets you play it so you just walk around and talk to people and pick stuff up and stuff like that and then have choices to... You, you take some choices that have an influence at the end of the game. So it's very fun. So yeah, I think that that, that that would be the answer to your question, the flightless penguin. What is one game you would recommend to every single person who lives, who would listen? And to me, it would be The Last of Us for sure. But then again... I would say wait for the Lesbos part one so that they can upgrade the combat a little bit and, of course, the visuals, but the visuals are fine as they are right now. I would say that Until Dawn is really high up the list for me because it is very much a first game experience in the sense that you don't really have to play that much. You don't have to be that skilled to do so. And then with that, Telltale Games as well. And Telltale has, of course, many things. They have Batman... They have Fable, they have Minecraft. There are so many things. Speaking of Telltale's Minecraft, you can play that on Netflix. So you don't even have to have a console. You can just play it on Netflix and then just click around and stuff like that. It's very fucking cool that that is available on Netflix. So thank you for your question, The Flightless Penguin. And now moving on to the final question of the day coming from the MID Asshole subreddit as by user 8 billion aliens. And they ask, Am I the asshole for telling our mutual friends the real reason I adopted a cat? I, a 20-year-old male, recently agreed to foster a cat who I was told had massive behavior issues and was going to be taken to an animal shelter if I didn't agree. I expected spitting, hissing, biting, no litter box training, etc. Cat arrived with nothing to her name. Cat is 5 years old. No box, balls, toys, food, nothing. But a flea collar that was clearly months old and too tight. Cat was absolutely filthy. Ex-owner told me they couldn't provide money at the time for me to set the cat up and I allowed as I'd been told they were in a nasty financial situation. We agreed to keep a tap of fat bills, food bills to be paid. As they were leaving, she mentioned a case of white claws she stopped to pick up on the way. I was gobsmacked. I set about getting what the cat needed and began to try to gauge its behavior. Turns out this animal is the sweetest, smartest, kindest being I've ever had the pleasure to know. 
took the cat to the vet and cat is incredibly ill and underweight due to neglect. Got her medical shampoo for her skin, antibiotics for the massive infection she has and then called her ex-owner and told her to send me her microchip details as I would be keeping the cat. She said that's fine because the cat wasn't chipped anyways. Doesn't pay anything, bar $40 of the bills. Two days later, I turned up at her job with hair and nails done. Two days later, she turned up with her hair and nails done. I sat on it for six weeks and stood and stood until I found out she had been speaking to someone about getting a kitten. I didn't embellish anything. I simply told two of my closest friends what happened and why the cat stayed with me. The truth spread like wildfire and most people have now turned their back on her. My only intent was to stop her from getting another animal, not for it to end up like this. I feel like I could be the asshole because this has affected her work and friendships. So, am I the asshole? I would say 8 billion aliens. You're definitely not the asshole. The person that neglected her cat and said that she had financial troubles but then went out and got white claws and got her hair and nails done. Like Sometimes, you know, these things have to be done. But then there is a better way to get rid of your cat instead of like starving it to death and having it just basically fend for themselves. I feel like there are so many things like if you are, hey, I'm in a really bad financial situation, so I have to get rid of the cat, then bring the cat to a a new family, bring the cat to a shelter, just make sure that the cat is okay. Because now the cat is in a very bad shape and you are seemingly still going on with your life. So I don't think you're the asshole for telling people what the fuck happened because that's what the fuck happened. And if this person is going like, oh, I'm going to get a new cat. Well, it's just like, well, you couldn't care for the old one. So why the fuck are you going to get a new one? It makes no sense to me. So yeah, I'm going to keep this short. 8 billion aliens. Am I the asshole for telling our mutual friends the real reason I adopted a cat? No, you're definitely not the asshole in this situation. The person neglected her cat and basically did everything to not support that cat. So yeah, I'm gonna just say you're not the ass on this situation and that person definitely is. And that has been it for the Didn't Ask Podcast for this week. I hope you had a good time. I certainly did. I had some fun questions to answer this week. If you did, please leave a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify because both places have the ability for you to leave a review. If you do, I might read your review in the next episode after I read it. You can find this podcast on anchor.fm forward slash didn't dash ask dash pod. This link will be in the show description. Over here, you can find all the places this podcast can be streamed on, like Pocketcast, like Podcast Addict, like Amazon Podcast, you name it, it's fucking there. You can find me also on track.tv, like I mentioned earlier. Over here, you can get an overview of all the TV shows and movies that I'm watching throughout the week while in between recording these episodes. You know what I mean? You can see while I'm watching Dynasty, while I'm watching Superman, you can see when I'm watching Physical. It's a fun platform to be on and that link will be in the show description as well. Well, that's going to be it for me for this week. I hope you had a good time and if you did, please leave a like and a subscribe on my YouTube channel because I mentioned that way too little on this right here podcast. I hope to see you back next week. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.